0: Total meltdown in the car together, both of us crying, snot everywhere, freaking out. We're like in our 30s. We're being kicked out of our apartment for no reason. Like this is not what's supposed to happen. This is not the way the world is supposed to work.
1: Welcome to the Paris of the Plains. From Kansas City, I'm your host, Matt Hodep. Do you remember moving into your first apartment? Your first house? Did you have that initial feeling of intruding on someone else's space? Imagining all sorts of absurd stories that had happened before you got there? Many of the houses in Kansas City were built decades ago. So many of us are living surrounded by the past. This is a story about trying to find a place to call your own. The journey of finding a space to inhabit in Kansas City. This is Leon.
0: Okay, so I decide um, at some point when I'm living in Chicago that Megabus is affordable enough that I want to have a studio in Kansas City and live in Chicago and go back and forth. My friends move into this house in the Northeast here in Kansas City and they say... Leon, you want to give us like 150 bucks a month and have a studio here and I was like, "Perfect." So, I started out with a room in this beautiful renovated place in the North a- Northeast here in Kansas City, which is like where all the most amazing homes are. It was like the first, I guess, neighborhood in Kansas City before Kansas City was like bigger and wider and spread out. And it was like part of Little Italy, like, you know, mafia area. Um, And I eventually, after having this studio, decided I would move there permanently. So I moved back to Kansas City, and I had this super cheap room, and the rent was amazing, the uh, utilities were amazing, the location was really nice. One thing that was interesting is that every once in a while someone would come to the door and say, who owns this house, who gave you permission to be here? And it was always somebody asking for the same person, but always somebody different. And so I think it had been a location that was important to some important Italian family at some point, but they always wanted to come in and look at the walls in the living room. And at one point, there was like a home tour in this Pendleton Heights neighborhood and uh, we were not on the list even though like all the houses were around us were on the list. And this old, this woman who had come to the door once before came up with her grandma or something and the grandma really wanted to see inside and so we like figured it would be not that weird if we like let her inside even though it was like a huge mess inside. But her mom was telling us stories and walking around but this lady was like knocking on the walls in the living room. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Anyway, so there's that. Eventually, my roommates in that apartment were really weird. I would, like, open the fridge, and I would find, like, just a bite out of my block of cheese, like, not even someone caring enough to cut a slice. They just took a bite with their mouth off of my cheese, and I was like, I'm moving. So I moved into a completely different part of town. I moved, like, slightly north of Westport, and I moved in with who I am currently now living with still, um, these three wonderful ladies, and we were there for... Two or three years, actually. And one day um, our landlord, this guy, just old man, came up and he said, "Hey guys, um, you have a month to move out. I'm giving this place to my grandson. And we were like, "What the f? Like we freaked out, We cried. I remember Megan, my roommate telling me that our landlord said it to her from his car window as she was like trying to like load all these bags into her car. And she was so like taken aback and shocked that she just burst into tears and couldn't stop crying. And he just kept talking at her as if like she wasn't crying. So we had basically a month to find a new place. Nothing was working, no one was finding anything. My other roommate Shannon and I decided that we would go in my car and drive around and just look at anything that was for rent. And it was so stressful and Shannon was, she gets stressed out in cars specifically, so this was an added stress. But we come around the corner, and there is this stupid moment in Kansas City where a summit turns into, I guess it's like Southwest Trafficway. Turn, ugh, I hate Southwest Trafficway. Ugh. It turns into two one turns. ways. It's like Madison and Belmont or Bellevue or, you know, mm-hmm. Bell the hell, who cares? And there is this for rent sign with this stupid, stupid, like 10-foot roundabout driveway. Like it's not even, your car does not even fit in this stupid turnoff. But I pulled in and I was like, Shannon, get the F out of the car, go in there and find out what the deal is. And she was like, fuck you. And I was like, I don't care, just do it. So she goes in, it turns out this place is like a real estate place where they like, rent out stuff and sell stuff, whatever. And the lady's like, we don't have anything. And Shannon tells me that she's like, <laughs> like has this moment of like desperation. She's like, anything, anything, do you have anything? And the lady's like, well, I mean, not ready but there's this place that that we just kicked these people out of like we just evicted these people and we drove around until we found this house and it was on the corner of this street that was like two one ways which is also frustrating because I went down the wrong one way and Shannon was like you're going the wrong way and I was like I don't care we're just gonna get to the stupid place and see it and get over with so we get there it's a house on the corner it's a two-story house it's really tiny it's disgusting looking the stop sign in front of it says shit palace like somebody has tagged shit palace on it whatever and we walk inside and it is a disaster inside there is beer cans everywhere there's garbage everywhere there's like gross like fast food wrappers everywhere there is a deflated um, air mattress in the middle of this living room area that has like shoes and then socks and then a pair of pants and then like a shirt on the deflated mattress so it's like looks like somebody had just taken their clothes off and gone to sleep but then where's the person We walk around upstairs, there is a thong on a door handle, and I turn to Shannon, and it was like so disgusting, but I was like, I think we've found our spot. (laughs) It was so gross, but... It had so much potential. And we went back and we were like, we'll take it! And the lady's like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so we had to like go and have this meeting, whatever. So it took like the rest of the month and they agreed to let us start moving in. And so we start moving. And we're like rushing to get stuff in, in like this two period moment. We, first day, meet these lovely punk kids who live next door. They seem nice, they're gross, they wear slipknot shirts, they have like um, sweatpants and like dirty faces. They've got like tons of beer canes on the porch. But they're not mean. Uh, we go home and we like get it our more things and we're coming back and it's like late in the evening and when we come back there's like fire engines everywhere there's like the police cars and the the house next door is literally burning to the ground and I remember like turning to my roommate and being like well. So all of my stuff is in there now, and there's a very good chance that the wind will blow and catch this new apartment that we live in on fire, and then that's it. Like, what are we supposed to do? So we weren't even allowed to go anywhere close. And they got the fire out, thank God. Um, But that was like the most terrifying thing, and it just felt like it was like one thing off top of another, off another, that was like destroying our ability to exist in Kansas City. comes around to be like I guess August again and I wake up at like 6 a.m. one morning and there is a giant um, crane outside my window and it's like smashing the house like five foot six away from my window this like great it's like smashing it and I was like what if they knock a wall and it falls into our wall and then like again everything is destroyed but they in one day tore this entire house down nothing happened nothing fell into our house nothing broke thank god And leveled it the second day and now it's just this big empty lot and so we still live in this apartment and we have this empty lot next to us which we have been given permission to like build a whole garden we can have parties there we have a badminton set we could have a competition if we wanted to Um, we could have garage sales we could have like late night theater things and like project movies it's just like the greatest situation ever even though it was a buildup of all these horrible things that happened so that is my favorite story about Kansas City
1: Thanks to Leone for sharing her story with us. You can always listen to this story again at Paris of the plains podcast.squarespace.com. We're always looking for new narratives so make sure you click on the your story tab to send us a narrative. Also make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. All our music is original and written by composer Jamie Searle. Our digital and graphic work is done by Matthew Sullivan. I'm Matt Hodap, thanks for listening.